What's happening, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Nothing Lose Podcast, episode 39. 39. Yes. 39 has to be. I'm Tony, joined with Joey. Got right. a special hook. Woo, special <laughs> guest, and Myra here. Um, so I think taking a little feedback and just a little bit of just me and Joey going back and forth, I feel like it's jumping straight into the interview is kind of like, kind of scares our guests in a way because it's like they don't get to know us. We just yeah. like, hey, tell us about yourself. And they're just like, okay, where do I start? So instead of that, we're going to have either an icebreak topic or question. So yeah. my topic today is something that happened to me and Jen over the weekend. So on Saturday, me and Jen, my girlfriend, we went out to the laundromat down the street because we have one on a complex but we're like hey let's try to knock it off real quick get all these loads in boom we're done with laundry in like an hour and a half so it sounded like a great idea okay. we get we get to the laundromat uh we go we see this first washers there they have a four dollar sign what yeah so it just says four dollars i'm like um okay i'm like i think it just stops at a dollar 25 like what we normally do at our complex and i was like just put a dollar 25 but we are, mind you, we already filled up all these washers with seven loads. So oh. we're, we're committed. Hi. We're in. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing with seven loads of laundry in the first place? Gym, uh, towels, cleaning towels, Man, lights. I, I like go through the same stuff, but it's like max three loads, mm-hmm. you know? You're blessed. I don't know, seven? We're combined, me and her? Me and Rihanna? You're only three? <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Impressed. And you got Jarvis, too. You got all those towels that you yeah. use for Jarvis. That's uh-huh. good. But so we fill up the first one. She puts it up to a dollar twenty-five. After a dollar twenty-five, she tries to hit start. No go. It's really four dollars. It really is four dollars at this wow. point. So I already put I already I already put soap on three of them too. Oh. So I'm like, you know what? Just fill up these three. So now there goes all our quarters. Oh. I decide to actually go around the laundromat at this point. So I go to the laundromat and I'm like, oh shit! There's other washers here. The cheaper ones, the dollar twenty-five. Oh, you probably <laughs> use like the industrial yeah, ones. Yeah, we use the industrial oh, ones. No. So we got half the load over there on the cheaper ones. Boom, boom, boom. Twenty minutes later, throw them in the dryer. Then we're like, hey, let's head up to Vaughn's, do our groceries, come back in forty minutes, and we knock everything. You know, like yeah, really quick Saturday instead of spending your whole afternoon doing chores, just get it over with. We come back from Vaughn's to our dryer, right? Mind you, I took up four, four, five dryers. Okay, one of them by itself, a separate cell. Four of them all together. And then I, in my mind, I'm like, that one, that lonely load right there might get robbed. So like, there's some sketchy people at, at the laundromat, anywhere you go, right? And we come back, and I see that there's another load in that dryer. I'm like, where's our towels? Those are all our cleaning towels. And I'm like, where the fuck are our towels? So I'm circling around. She's like, what's wrong? I'm like, I think somebody threw our shit. So I'm looking through trash cans and everything like that. I'm like, where the fuck is our towels? Uh-huh. <laughs> and <laughs> I'm still like, somebody here has it. You know, like there's two women and there's a dude by the wash. I'm like, he's too early in the stage. Like these, one of these ladies knows where my, our towels are at. So I go back to the car and I decide to peek in the car in front of me. There are your but, towels. And I, yeah. So yeah. it's tinted. I look through the window. The towels are in the back seat. At that point, this lady goes around the laundry man. She's like looking at me suspiciously. And I'm like, hey, is that your car? She's like, huh? I'm like, is that your car? And she's like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, can I get my towels from the back? She's like, yeah, okay. It gets better. Hold up, hold up, <laughs> hold up. It gets better, Joey. She goes, she has the audacity uh-huh. to say, don't leave your stuff unintended. You were wow. gone for a long time. I'm like, I was gone for 45 minutes. Like, we literally timed it. 45 minutes. You know how close Vons is. It's yeah, up yeah, the street. Yeah, like, yeah, it's right on. In yeah. and out. Boom. And she's like, no, you left. You were gone for longer. I used to work here. This is how you get robbed. I'm like, I... She so, op- so she was the one who <laughs> robbed you, and she was... <laughs> she was still keeping me a lesson, supposedly, right? So I get my towels, and after that, I'm like, thank you. You know, I'm still, like, the bigger person. I, I'm not a smart ass. I, I could have, like... Tony three years ago or two years ago would have said something. Joey two weeks ago. Would have said something <laughs> crazy, yeah. right? Like something out of Zerb, out of this world. And um, so then I was like, thank you. She's like, yeah, again, you shouldn't leave your stuff. Like people could take it. <laughs> she just she didn't like, stop. And huh? She didn't stop. And didn't give it back? No, she gave it back because okay. I, I, I had her open her car and I grabbed it and put Jesus it away. Jesus Christ. And then I go back in and then I was like, it's awkward for the next 10 minutes because we're still waiting for one more load. Oh. And she's like watching us. So wow. the first and the last time we go to a laundromat. That sounds good, man. That sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, with us today, we have a really special guest, uh, Myra. Myra is, uh, is uh, a... Try to pronounce her last name. 
Alcaraz. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. Oh. There you go. Fire. A lot of people say Alvarez for some reason. I'm like, where do you hear the V and the E? I don't, I don't know. I don't <laughs> even. I'm not even gonna ask you to try my last name. But <laughs> just, just imagine two L's, two C's. People butchered all the time. But He's um, got it down. But Myra is a young professional. Um, she is in investing, and she does a lot of graphic design. Now those two seem unrelated. We know, but we're gonna get into how those correlate. Um, but most importantly, tell us about yourself. Well, I am uh, 28, and I went to college to get a degree in graphic design. That's how I kind of got into it. I've always been an artist, so um, I took my art, and I wanted to – I, I kind of was like, okay, how do I – How? what do I do with this? Yeah. And so that's when I went to school and didn't know anything about graphic design. I literally knew nothing, and um, I put in a lot of work, and, I, you know, I, I – w- you know, after school, I would then go and do tutorials on my own just so that I can really learn the skill. And um, when I graduated, I was actually fortunate enough to um, land what I thought was going to be my dream job. I worked at one of the best agencies in San Diego at the time called Digitaria. And uh, we work with different brands there. And I was actually on the Rolex team. So, Like um, Rolex watch. Rolex watch. Just yes. straight out of college. Straight out of college. Wow. Yeah. You were that good. <laughs> well, I was interning with them first. Oh, okay. And then so you did your time and then they saw your talent. Yes. And so then um, that's when they hired me on full time. To make the story short, I didn't really like the culture there. So then I went on and I... Wait, 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 wait. That seems like a really interesting story. Don't shorten <laughs> it. <laughs> Pause. Uh, not to badmouth the company because I don't know if they're watching because we're so popular. But <laughs> what, what was it about like just the overall culture that you didn't uh, vibe with? Um, well, one of them, I just felt like I couldn't relate to anybody there. And, um, it being the best agency at the time, um, I didn't even have a desk and I would have to bring in my own laptop and because I didn't have the fastest processor and we worked on big files, my laptop would sometimes then slow down and then they would ask me, where's the work? Where's the work? I'm like, well, do you see this rainbow (laughs) on my computer? Why aren't you guys providing the best equipment for us? And I didn't even have a desk. So I just felt like I couldn't relate to anybody there. And that's one of the reasons why I left. That happens a lot to a lot of places. And, and, and so another reason was because, um, they pay per project, hourly per project. So if, if Rolex was really slow, if they weren't um, coming out with any campaigns, then, if they did have any work, they would give it to the senior designers or the crew. Oh, so they prioritized mm. by tenure. And it was, it was in downtown, and you had to pay for your own parking. So all of that. Oh, <laughs> I, I currently work downtown. I hate that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you. And we were right where the Padre Stadium was, so... No way. So if there was I a work game... Off Columbia. If there was a game, one, there was no parking, yeah. or parking was like $50. Yeah. So... Yeah. yeah. Oh, the struggle of downtown San Diego. How long Diego did you make that worst. last there? Like, how long did you hold out? Um, four months. Four months. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Until I finally said, I'm. I feel like I'm losing money at this point. <laughs> so. Honestly, yeah. you're investing yeah. it, and you're already using your laptop. You're probably already thinking about investing in a better laptop just to yes, get absolutely. something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So going back to what you said um, earlier, though, you said that you were an artist, right? Yes. What was your What was your outlet? Was it drawing or? Yeah, it was drawing, yeah. and um, before getting into graphic design, I wanted to do tattoo. I wanted to do tattoos. Dope. That's what I wanted to do. Awesome. But uh, so I did an apprenticeship for um, like maybe like two weeks, but the area was a little sketchy, so yeah. <laughs> I was like, I, I don't know if I want to do this anymore. So I didn't go through with it, and that's when, when graduating high school, I was like, okay, so how do I take my art to another level? And it, the idea kind of started with, okay, I want to take my drawings and make T-shirts. That's what I thought. Okay. But uh, I didn't. I never came out with T-shirts or a clothing line. You can do our T-shirts. <laughs> I can definitely have, yeah. help you guys out <laughs> so so with awesome. branding. <laughs> <laughs> but that's how. Um, that's kind of how I got into that. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Where um, was the tattoo shop at? That was so dangerous. Let me it guess, Spring Valley. <laughs> no, <laughs> it was somewhere off University. Um, Before, like by San Diego State. Or no, University. City Heights area. Okay. Oh, okay. And yeah. back in <laughs> back in like what two thousand and what was it two thousand? It's out of high. Two thousand nine, around there. Two thousand ten. Yeah. It mean, was pretty bad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was a little Gentrified worse. Gentrified. Yeah. 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 So okay. I get it. I get yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um. So so from from there, of course. Um. Actually, I, yes. taking it back, I do have mm-hmm. a question for you. Yes. Because you are, you know, successful in your career, college. Do you feel like that's necessary or not to be successful? You not see back then. Yes, I feel like now there's so many outlets that you can look at um, to educate yourself. There's so many 
things on the internet that you can, people are self-taught every single day. And so um, you can definitely meet a lot of people in college and learn a lot of things, but I feel like people nowadays really are self-taught with certain things and just knowing mm -hmm. the right people. Yeah. So mm -hmm. it's about who you know and about what you can pick up. Yeah. It's the I effort feel like, you, you put out. I feel like times have definitely changed. Awesome. There's just so many resources out there. It's it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So many books, so many things on the internet. Um, and people willing to teach you because yeah. back then it was like, oh, you got to take, you got to do your time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Exactly. I think that uh, Google is like offering free coding classes online. There is, so, see, there you, yeah. I mean, there is, um, I actually started teaching myself how to code through, um, what was it? Uh, there's a site, CodeCamp or something like that, .com that nice. I was uh, using to teach myself how to learn. But once I got to JavaScript, I was like, I yeah, don't know what any of this means. <laughs> all these, the yeah. yeah. So it's it, it was a very tough thing to t to teach myself. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> I um, work in software, and some of the things that oh. I have to do have to be done in coding. And um, I've been being taught by like the development team there. Mm -hmm. But yeah, you're right. It's it's complete. It's crazy. Yeah. I'm just now scratching the surface. You know. And that and then uh, and to kind of go off of that too, um, a lot of people learn through experience. Yeah. So that's I mean I feel like especially like chefs and stuff like that, they, they get, when they experience the kitchen and how to actually work in a kitchen, they learn a lot more than, they learn skills in, in college, but you can definitely learn through experience by actually doing it. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> so what are you doing now? <clears throat> right now I am working for a, I'm working for corporate. I work for a food distributor and I do all of their graphic design. So we, we, also, we also do. You have a desk now? <laughs> yes, I, right. no, I actually work from home now. Oh, we, shit. Um, You're better now. Yes, December 28th. You're in they, charge of your internet. I was, I was working in Mission Valley off Hazard Center. You know that brown building that's yeah. right next to BJ's? I think that you posted today. Today you yes, posted on like, your story. Yeah, because yeah, that was the last day that we had a meeting there today. So um, I was kind of saying my final goodbyes. But um, the reason why we don't have an office anymore is because. So when I left Digitaria, I went to go work for a smaller distribution company here in San Diego called Monterey. And to make the story short, they were bought out by the company that I work out now that I work at now. Mm -hmm. And um, almost everybody in my company was let go, oh except marketing and sales. And there was only three of us in marketing. And um, little by little, everybody has been getting let go. And the first people that went first were the highest paid. Of course. Of course. Yeah. Yes. yeah. <laughs> the seniors, the mm -hmm. people that there, had It was more. The, high, the highest paid. And so uh, this office space was really, really nice. But uh, a lot of the team travels a lot, too. And a lot of us already worked from home. So they were like, why are we paying for such a big space if nobody comes in? And so yeah. that's when they shut everything down and everybody works from home now. So that's kind of nice to wake up in my pajamas and oh, yeah. work from home. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a dream, right? Do you think that you might get tired of that, though? Like I do. Eventually? I mean, uh, I do have the ability to go to coffee shops whenever I want to, so I don't oh, okay. have to be at home. Yeah. You know, <laughs> but I do, yeah. I, I like speaking to people and being around people because being at home by myself and speaking to my dog isn't that, you know, isn't that fun? <laughs> oh, man, you don't want to speak to my dog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he'll, just, he'll just yell at you. He's, he's oh, really? Bite yeah. down. My dog bites Bite at everything. <laughs> he literally, he's in that phase where he's biting everything. He was oh. biting my desk the other oh, day. You guys like, can relate. Does that, does that feel good for your teeth? Like, I don't understand. How old is your dog? He's five or six months now. Mine is four. So oh. if you ever want to meet up, they can play with each other. I'm not about that right yeah. now. My, my dog is at the worst phase of his life. Yeah. He's a terror. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we, we just had a whole. Uh, episode about dogs like oh, really? yeah, <laughs> yeah. the part one. <laughs> oh god so um pooping peeing go the, listen the worst yes <laughs> listen go back um so this this all sound oh sorry were you gonna say something else well i guess i didn't finish um where i work now right? oh yeah yeah, yeah, so yeah the company that i work now it's it's a bigger company they're actually based out of illinois and we work with we're distri a food distributor, so basically what that means is we're the middleman. Anything that you see in Sprouts, Whole Foods, any kind of grocery store, Albertsons, um, we're, the pers we're the people that um, distribute people's products to the store and get mm -hmm. them in the store. And so we also throw events. So our customers are the stores, yeah. and then the vendors are the people who are trying to get their products in store. So we're like the middleman. Mm. And um, so I do a lot of ads for any of those brands that you see in stores. Okay. Um, sometimes we do a lot of product catalogs. We do events where um, the events are amazing because they're sampling food. They're, they're sampling their products all day. 
And so um, I get to create graphics for like 70 foot walls, things like that now. Oh, yeah. shit. Yeah, so it's, it's pretty amazing. And you, <laughs> well, how do you yeah. start that? Like, or like this is 70 feet, like, you know, we just think of a little graphic. I, you you actually <laughs> have to know math. I mean, you have to kind of reduce. <laughs> you actually have to know math. Yeah, <laughs> you, <laughs> actually, <laughs> you have to reduce the size. Well, because a lot of people yeah. hate math. They're like, why, why, why do we even need math, right? Yeah. But you never know, like, That's you, you need right math there. for a yeah, lot of things. Yeah, you got to do the proportions to the image to the size of the yeah. entire canvas so yeah, just I, reducing I totally the size it. so that i mean because obviously your your software won't be able to handle such a huge file but yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's what i do now yeah and then occasionally I, I freelance for friends and um people who are starting their own businesses and stuff like that i definitely help them out with logos business cards um flyers things like that that's another thing that i do on the side nice. all right Fair. so yeah. so you've got you've got your hustle you've got your side hustle and yes. then you've got a third side hustle which is investing yes Okay. So that's something that I recently started. And the reason why I got into that was because I was looking into investing in stocks. I Right now, I invest in long-term stocks. And the reason why I just found out about that is just through researching and Googling. And I mean, Google is your best friend nowadays. And so that's kind of how I got into that. And then um, I currently trade in the Forex market. Uh, I had a friend of mine who was doing that. And so one day I just, he was posting like charts and stuff like that. And so I asked him, I was like, hey, are you, are you trading stocks? And he's like, no, here, let me show you. And so when I found this community of people who are trading in the Forex market, I was like, oh, wow, this is a real thing. Like, I want to do this. And I started learning uh, maybe now about five months ago, and I've been seeing the progress and, and the results. And so I, this is definitely something that I, I enjoy doing. So just another thing that you were self-taught and you've become mildly yes. successful at. Well, I learned through an educational platform and, and being around other traders. That's a big community, isn't it? Like, I, yeah. I see them on like the IG and I just see like, oh, come join my class or just like they have a community of like they encourage each other. Yes. Like they want each other oh, to Oh, it's benefit. amazing because um, everybody's willing to, to teach you how to do it. Mm, okay. So it, uh, it that's what's really great about it. Um, there's days where, um, excuse me, somebody mm-hmm. will um, find a new strategy and everybody, you know, like, hey, come and, and jump on it. Yeah, everybody. come check out Let's this new strategy. The, yeah. And I, I never thought that I would ever be teaching trading because I knew absolutely nothing about trading. And when you see the chart for the first time, you're it's intimidating. So you're like, what is it? Yeah. Like, yeah, what is it. this? Like all these little candlesticks moving up and down. And what does that actually mean? And, and I'm now I'm actually able to teach us a few strategies to some people nice. that I, some of my friends and stuff like that. So. Really? Mm-hmm. So wow. you knew nothing about graphic design and you landed a job, you know, doing Rolex campaigns right off the bat. And then <laughs> your entire company got bought out, but you were one of the lucky few. Yes. And then somehow you found the time to teach yourself trading in the Forex market, which I don't know what that means, but it sounds it, <laughs> it, it sounds legit, and and now you're just kind of doing your thing. Yeah. Is oh. there is there anything you failed at? <laughs> um. Oh, now that I think about it, what have I failed at? Um, I guess. Or I, any or anywhere along those things that you accomplished, it was there a struggle, or was there somewhere that like you went? How many times have you had to reinvent your you your perspective? Because I, you know, you said it earlier. You wanted to originally, you know, be a tattoo artist. You wanted to be a creative, um, you know, artist. And yeah, well, I kind of, I guess, I kind of go where the money's at. Um, I'm all, okay because I mean, it is uh, San Diego is very expensive, and so yep. Um, and I do get paid well, but um, I don't like living paycheck to paycheck, and I'm someone who likes to have that extra money just in case of an emergency. You never know what's going to happen, sure. or yep. or just investing on tools or things that can educate you even more. And so I'm, cur- I'm always trying to find the new best thing that can help me grow my money. And investing is definitely a great thing. So. Okay. So, so I, guess, I guess like, you know, other than graphic <coughs> design, which is kind of a tangent from being like an, an artist, it, it, it's an art on its own. You've mm-hmm. got to, you know, I'm sure you got a lot of digital paint and stuff like that. Yes. Um, <laughs> but everything else, you know, kind of seems like you just stumbled upon it and then yeah. realized that the potential with this subject and then you just kind of ran with it right Mm -hmm, absolutely um as far as failures um yeah i (laughs) (laughs) I need some (laughs) i feel like a big bag of shit right now (laughs) um i guess i mean i can't really say i don't really know if i have something that i failed at but i will say that i wasn't always as confident as i am now and um that is actually i i'm sorry to keep cutting you off but like i've been i've been like you know kind of look at your page and um, trying to learn a little bit about you just by things that you post. So 
Where where did and then you also brought up and you you brought with you a book that yes. you you love for your motivating. Um, what yes. was his name? Lewis. Lewis uh, House. Lewis House. Yes, it's, and, a, it's in my dog. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> half of my library, which were my babies. Yeah. Got torn up. Yeah. Oh my God. I've, I've, I haven't cried in like seven years, and I cried <laughs> that night. I'm not even, it's the we worst. We can totally relate. Oh my it's, gosh. It was the worst. I came home and I was, <laughs> but um. I, I can't imagine you being all, like always this motivated and focused because we're all human. We're, yeah. We were all kids. We were all adolescents and we were all, you know, party 21 at one point in our life. Mm-hmm. So what catalyst, what, what thing, I guess two questions. What was, what was Myra like before the professionalism? And then mm-hmm. what was the catalyst that made you want to become a quote unquote adult? You know? Yes. Okay. So for the first one, um, before me right now I actually grew up being really insecure and I've always been outgoing and stuff like that but there was always something inside of me that um never felt like I was ever good enough at anything Mm -hmm. surprisingly and even though everybody thought differently um I always felt like I wasn't good enough I wasn't the smartest person in the room I wasn't the prettiest one in the room things like that I wasn't the fastest I wasn't um things like that and so that kind of kept me from um not always exploring other options or not. Um, maybe like two to three years ago, I would, I would have said no to this podcast. Yeah. You know? And, really? And yeah. And just um, recently, I mean, I've been working on a lot of personal development and reading a lot of books and I listen to um, podcasts daily or audio books, things like that, just to to pour into myself. And those, those days where I'm not always perfect, I am human, I do sometimes go back into feeling like I'm not good enough. Mm-hmm. When I do start to feel like that, I, then I listen to audios. Mm-hmm. Because that's what's really helping me get back into the state of mind of like, no, I am good enough. I am, yeah. you know, I am who I am and, and being okay with who I am. Yeah. But um, one of my biggest fears was um, sounding like I didn't know what I was talking about. Oh, I know that <laughs> real well. So I definitely... Every day of my life. <laughs> yeah. So I, I mean, I felt like I couldn't relate to people at Digitaria because it almost seemed like they... they came already from wealthy families and I grew up in Spring Valley so it wasn't like the nicest you know part of town and so I didn't read growing up I so I felt like I couldn't just talk to anybody about any topic you know I didn't I hadn't even traveled yet Mm -hmm. I hadn't traveled because my family never traveled and um getting out of high school I I put my all in school so like I I didn't really you know travel and so I just felt like I couldn't relate to people or Talk to them about any topic. I I, I love that. I mean, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't I don't love you know that you struggled and you know, couldn't, but I love the fact that I can relate to that. Yeah, all our listeners can relate, can relate to, to that. that. <laughs> all of our listeners can relate to that. Mm-hmm. Um, I grew up in El Cajon in like a blue collar family, mm-hmm. right? He grew up in El Cajon, blue collar family. Blue collar so family didn't travel. Didn't travel. Didn't didn't, didn't have read. Money, didn't have the didn't, education. Exactly. Like that. Yeah. Second like, language. So, well, for you, but yeah. for me, um, you know, <laughs> but, you know, I can relate to that as well. Like, I work downtown, and like like you said, a lot of people I work with seem like they've always had it. Yeah. Like, like, and it's, and it's, it's hard to, like, connect on a human level. Mm-hmm. I don't know what to talk about when I see them in the bathroom. You know, I don't know yeah. what to talk about when we have a company lunch, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, yeah, I, I didn't have the confidence to start a conversation. Yeah. I didn't. Um, Completely. So I, how do you start a conversation now with those people? Um, How's the swag? Look them dead <laughs> in the eye. Well, you, know, you know, starting off with a compliment, definitely, um, you know, it's like an icebreaker for yeah. people. So, sure. you know, just compliment and being genuine about it. You, I, I feel like a lot of people can tell when you're not being genuine than when you are being genuine. So Absolutely, yeah. So. Yep. Uh, you know, just saying like, hey, I like your shoes. I really like the shirt you're wearing, you know, and being I, I don't say that to everybody because, you know, <laughs> yeah, I'm being honest. Like, <laughs> yeah. If I really like your shirt, I'm going <laughs> to say I like your shirt. So um, but that's how I've I've kind of changed into who I, who I am now. And I've sure. always uh, I've always been into fitness. So I think that's another thing that really helps out. It's confidence. You know? Saw that on your page. <laughs> yes. Right. And another thing that just fits real well with this little group we got going here yeah. is yeah, is, is fitness. So yeah. I used to want to be a personal trainer, so I did. Um, I was going to get certified to be a personal trainer, and um, I just felt like I had a lot going on, and I didn't know whether to focus on my career or then start that um, as a hobby. And then uh, talking to a, a few personal. Um, pr- uh, 
I just lost my train of thought. <laughs> <laughs> no, you were personal you were trainers. Personal trainers. Um, yeah, a couple yeah, personal trainers. Yeah, fitness yeah. trainers. Uh, and they were saying that, uh, you know, they didn't make a lot of money or yeah. the only way to really make a, a lot of money is to have your own clientele. Yep. And, and to have a, a strong clientele and loyal clients, it's, it's, hard, it's a hard thing to have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's so yeah. many options. You know, yes. you have to be a really good trainer and produce like almost immediate results. Yes. Or you have to come with some extras like a free meal plan or yeah. a free <laughs> this or that. So, exactly. I mean... Yeah. Joey kind of went that route too, but stopped too. I did. I was, <laughs> I, I was doing that for a couple of years, and then I was like, "This is the worst," you know. Like, yep, it was. It was devote so much time, and like the hours are just terrible. And then you're working for a bigger corporation, and you're not necessarily yeah. working for yourself. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. And then like it just becomes kind of like a nuisance because you get so many free trials and stuff like that, and it's mm-hmm. like you're selling yourself every time. Yeah, it's <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, so. Yes, go going back though, <coughs> you know, you, you grew up like middle class, you yes. know, didn't, re- and then. So, um, to a little background history, I'm actually full Mexican. My parents were born in, in Tijuana, Mexico, and I do speak Spanish. <laughs> so, but, um, so I grew up with parents who worked hard, yep. worked hard and they worked hard and they worked hard. My mom is a housekeeper and my dad was, um, oh, he actually is a, he's a truck driver. He delivers food and stuff like that for a different company. Yeah, that is pretty Mexican. <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> so um, I was raised to to work hard, and so I always saw my parents. The only child, sorry. They would try to get, um, I'm not the only child. No. I have a, an older sister. But um, they they work every single day of their lives. Yeah. And w- my dad, when, when he's not truck driving, he would then do somebody's yard or paint somebody's house, things like that. Yeah. My yeah. mom works every single day doing housekeeping. Yeah. She doesn't even take holidays. And so um, I kind of grew up and I said to myself, I I want to be different. Um, I am so grateful for everything that they've given me, but I want to do it smarter. Sure. You know, work smarter, not harder. I don't want... I. Time is very valuable and you only have one life and that's something that you cannot get back. Right. And so I, that's why I was trying to always figure out like what's the, what's the next big, big thing that I can do or what's, what's going to give me the, the most in return. And, not, and, and it's not because money is everything, but it's because my mom did teach me like, you know, you have to have that extra money in case something happens. Yeah. And life is very, very expensive. So yep. that's kind of how I grew up. So I, I completely feel that. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> I completely feel that. It's um, like they tell us like, uh, yeah, I, I made it and I provided for us, but I want better for you. So yeah. you yeah. already had that mindset. I really, I really got into trading because I eventually I want my parents to not work that as much as the they goal. do. That mm-hmm. is the goal. And when you have a really strong reason why, you have to have a strong why, and that's what keeps you going every single day. And I feel like that's why I have more confidence. And I've been really, really just surrounding myself with with people who have a vision who who really are out there just trying to live their dreams and not just talk about it, but actually doing, doing it. And it's working so hard. hard. Yeah, doing that, how many people have you cut off or how many new friends have you gained? I've lost a lot of friends, surprisingly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so you know what? I, I actually have been losing a lot of friends. And I actually had a, a talk with my wife because I was like, how is it that I'm actually um, you know, talking to people? Because I, I used to be a mean person kind of you know i'd mm-hmm. probably tell you to like fuck off something like that you know? <laughs> so, but like when i started working into personal development um i learned how to talk to people and never and if i if i was feeling a certain way to talk to talk about how i'm feeling and not necessarily like you make me feel this way you make me feel that you did this you did that so i really changed the way that i was speaking and I actually started losing friends. And so <laughs> I said to myself, what am I doing? I, I feel like I'm doing what, every, what I'm being told, to, what, what I'm reading and educating myself on. How is it that I'm losing all of these friends? And I was told that, you know, it's because you're growing, that doesn't mean that everybody else is growing. No, exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. This is gold. Yeah, <laughs> I, 100%. <laughs> like, I yeah. feel it. So, so now instead of saying, like, fuck off, you say, excuse yourself. Right? <laughs> yeah. Totally. Something along <laughs> yeah. those lines. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fairness. Um, the growth. No, honestly, and I really like the fact that you you can really put this stuff in really eloquent words. Like I can relate to everything you're saying. Oh, thank you. I and appreciate that. <laughs> I know that a bunch of our listeners can relate to that as well because like that's just what everybody's going through. We're about the same age. Mm-hmm. And then he's maybe like one year younger than us. Mm-hmm. So 
it's it's like about that time where if you keep going and people who you used to hang with don't, then you have no choice. You know, you can't stop and wait for them. Yeah, yeah. Gotta, exactly. Gotta you can't going. drag you them gotta, along. Yeah, you got to you do it for your mom, for your dad, mm-hmm. for your wife. You know, yeah. so I mean. Absolutely. Yeah. You have to be, you have to surround yourself with like-minded people. Yeah. Because if you don't, then they're going to hold you back. Mm-hmm. And oh. it doesn't matter how long you've known them. It, if they're not growing with you, then they're just going to, they're going to distract you. They're going to hold, like I said, hold you back. So. So there's um, a couple questions that I, I want to ask, you know, just based on like... I like the little dance. <laughs> <answer. laughs> like <You're that>. <laughs> you know, um, well, because these are going to be like really like tough press questions. So I'm okay. kind of easy you into it, right? Okay. So I'm just going to take it the slow. Thing is, uh, let me warn you. Joey asks a question, but there's five questions in that question. So that's why he's waving you into it. I, <laughs> I want to explore the spider's web that is your train of thought. You know, and the things that I say might not be related because I want you to find a correlation. You know, I just wanted you to turn the wheels. So the question <laughs> being, you As are a very successful professional in many facets, right? How hard is it accomplishing all these things being a woman? Oh, um, good question. Let's see. You got just one question? Oh, it, was good, it was a good one question. It was a good one question, but how hard is it? Um, I've got a couple follow-ups. I mean, I think I really, you know, in certain, in actually certain careers, women actually dominate certain, you true, know, true, certain areas. True, true, true. Um, I don't feel like I've ever really struggled to be in the place that I am now, being a woman. Um, but you know, just having you have to have that confidence and. Mm. Um, really know what you're talking about because, (laughs) but a lot of women are very successful in in what they do. Um, I, I, I haven't really experienced that. So you you haven't experienced the the glass ceiling yet? Not really. So (laughs) I, a few of my, in my, so in my, uh, the smaller company that I was working at, I was the only graphic designer. Mm -hmm. Now that I'm actually on a team, they're all women. So Uh. So she hasn't had that. That is dope. She's, she's, yeah, they're all yeah. women. Respect. We had one. We had uh, my coworker. He was the only guy, and we were, they were constantly sending emails about like women empowerment, and and they were they were copying him on these emails, <laughs> and I thought it was so funny because he's actually somebody that appreciates a woman and stuff sure. like that, yeah. and I just thought it was so funny that um, he was the only guy on our team, and he you don't like you don't usually responding. see that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Reply all. I, yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. Girl power. Exactly. <laughs> dope. Dope. Okay. Um, so how would you react though if you had that? Like, so imagine your marketing team is all guys and you're the only girl. So how would I you handle that? Uh, I can imagine that that would be tough, um, because as a respect level, like, obviously you're talented enough. You know you can do it, but gaining respect. You know, unfortunately, I feel like for people who actually go through that, I feel like they have to work harder. Of course, just yeah. to of course even be yeah. on the same level as them. Unfortunately, even though th- if even if they might be better, it's just women have to sometimes even work a little bit harder, I believe. 100 percent mm-hmm. I, I believe in every industry mm-hmm. there's there's you know unequal pay, there's unequal opportunities. Yeah. You know, and that's really refreshing to hear that your entire like management team, like your power team was all women. Like that's awesome. It's, they're all women. You know, because yeah. I can't name another company that's like that. Mm-hmm. You know, not off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. So like that's super awesome. They they really push that at our work too. They um they're constantly doing webinars and um they hold seminars out there in Illinois for for women so yeah, that nice. they never feel like um you know like men are just better because we are just as good as men. So that's mm-hmm. fresh. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> um your first generation, or were you also born in Mexico, and then you... I was born here in San Diego. Okay, so you're, Native. you're, you're first generation then. Yes. Dope. The cultural barrier as well. Was there anything there, or did you acclimate automatically? Um, I, I'm actually very Americanized. <laughs> so Are you? Yeah, yeah, I'm very Americanized. Do you like country music? No. No? Not that. No. <laughs> I've, I've, there's an extent. We can continue. <laughs> <laughs> I like, I mean, I like a few songs, but I'm more of a hip hop R&B type of person. So was it more Americanized yeah. because of the school you went to or just not, not having much family around? You know what? My, my fam- family is actually really Mexican. Like they, mm-hmm. I saw the story a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, right? You're at a party. Um, nothing but Mexican music, you <laughs> know, a Mexican food. I grew up only eating Mexican food. So I didn't really like grow up eating burgers and, you know, all the type of cuisines that I eat now. But, um, my mom said that ever since I was little, I just always wanted to speak English. Mm. And so, um, I think I gravitated 
towards people who spoke English or even if I had friends that were Mexican, they they don't know how to speak any Spanish. Mm. So I still know how to speak Spanish. Um, it's a little little choppy here and there, but I can hold a conversation. I can understand it, read it. I can understand it way more than I can speak it and I can still read it. So, And my family actually makes fun of me sometimes because they call me pocha, right? Because uh, my, my Spanish is so choppy, but <laughs> they're always like, you're so Americanized, you're so Americanized, but it, I've never... I mean, I felt like I always fit in. So yeah, that's gotta <laughs> be like a big advantage, though, with you know the graphic design that you do, especially for food produce. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that a lot of that stuff is imported from Mexico. So you know, I'm sure that you could be like a little bridge between the two barriers, and you can negotiate, and then you could become CEO. <laughs> and, like, you're good. Is this, is this setting uh, up for game plan right now. Well, I mean, uh, I definitely want to get better at speaking Spanish because if there, if I do um, meet someone along the lines that does doesn't know English, I want to teach them how to trade. I definitely have to learn the terminology in Spanish. So absolutely, because I I, I want to help people. I definitely want to help people, and this is definitely an avenue that people can definitely grow their money, and it's it's a it's a thing. So it's a thing. It's a thing. It's a thing. <laughs> it's a, it's a ladies real and thing. gentlemen. It's a thing. <laughs> so um, another kind of like personal avenue that I want to go down, right? Like you are first generation American. Yes. Your family is Mexican. I'm sure that, you know, you were born and raised Catholic and whatnot. Christian, actually. Christian. Yeah. Christian. Could be even one. Even better. So, (laughs) so obviously you brought your beautiful wife, Sonia, right here. And, you know, so you are our first gay guest. Congratulations. Oh, you know, that's awesome. Um, (laughs) I'm I'm a huge advocate LGBT. Um, so is Tony. I I you know take him all the time to the rallies and stuff. Um, That's awesome. I live across the street from the center myself. He got nominated. I got I, I got nominated for Good. a Nikki Award for the uh, Straight Ally of the Year. <laughs> and, and believe me, That's everybody awesome. who voted for me was like, "You're straight." And I, was like, <laughs> I, was like, I guess so. Uh, That's, That's funny. My was, coming out story. Yes. I will give you all my coming out story. Well, let's see. I grew up Christian. Um, and, but it didn't, how can I say, it didn't really last that long because, um, my, my parents, yeah, we went to church every single day when it we didn't were, really last that long. <laughs> well, yeah, because, um, well, I was probably the first one to stop going to church. I just like the way you phrased that. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, um, I was probably the first one to stop going to church. I think I was in fourth grade. So I was maybe around eight to nine years old. I just, I, I, I really didn't like it. And so slowly, my, I don't think my mom was ever really that into going to church either. I think it was more so my dad wanted us to go and, sure. and wanted my mom to go. So then slowly everybody, my sister and my dad, everybody kind of stopped going. Fell off. Yeah, they fell off. And so um, when I came out, so I grew up being feminine. I was a, I was a tomboy growing up. So I'm surprised that they didn't know that I was going to be gay. But mm-hmm. because I was literally, I would play with cars. My sister, would for Christmas, when we were opening up gifts, she would uh, open up a purse and be like, oh, my gosh, thank you. And then I'd open mine like, oh, my gosh, Hot Wheels. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, so. You sound just like my sister. <laughs> yeah, she's the same way. Yeah. Baseball, monster trucks, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah so that's how I grew up. And um, But then when I got into my teenage years, um, you know, it wasn't so accepted when I when I was younger, and so the right thing to do was to, you know, be with a guy. It's a man and a woman, and so I had one boyfriend in high school, and that lasted for like um, four months. And it's only because that's when I started exploring my sexuality, and I've always known since I was little. But um, the way that I came out to my dad, I um, he kind of got it out of me, and I started breaking down in tears. And I finally told him like, "Hey, I like girls," and he was like. Oh, I don't care. Just don't tell your mom. So then I was like, "Oh, <laughs> great!" So, um, how is this going to happen? And so, so wait, wait, did did he already have his suspicion? Because you put it at he he got I it think, out of you. So. I think he had a suspicion because I was leaving at like sometimes three in the morning, stuff like that, to go see go see somebody. So he's like, sure. "Where are you going?" You know, like, "Where are you going?" And um, so I think he had some kind of suspicion, and so I. I, it was hard for me to lie. And so then I kind of started breaking down in tears and, and I admitted, I was like, hey, I like girls and this is who I've been seeing, basically. And then, um, so then I think a little less than a year after that, I, I came out to my mom. And when I first told my mom, she stayed quiet. Of course. And so I felt like I had to explain myself. And so mm-hmm. I started explain, explaining myself. And then once I was done, she again didn't say anything. And so then... I said to her, like, you're not going to say anything? And she 
then hugs me and she's like, okay, I will accept you however you, whatever you like, then I accept that. But there was, but there was about (laughs) two, two to three years where she, um, where she, where she would ask me, like she fully hadn't accepted the fact that I was, that I, that I like women. So she would then say like, oh, but you still like guys too, right? Like you're bi Mm, or you're going to, you're going to marry a man one day. Right. So, um, for about two to three years, I would say, yeah, 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 yeah. Because uh, I didn't like the word lesbian. I I didn't like to be identified as that at the time. I don't know why, but, (laughs) um, and then after those like three years, I, when my mom would ask me that question again, I was like, no mom, I am sorry. I am full out blown out gay. Like I am not going to marry. Blown out gay. Yeah. I'm (laughs) not, I'm not going to marry a man. And they were very accepting of my wife. So when I, when I introduced my wife to as well, she was my girlfriend at the time. I introduced her to, to my mom within, she said three words and my mom was like, I love her. And I was like, you didn't have any <laughs> what, <laughs> what, what were those three words? <laughs> <laughs> did you write it down? My whole family has actually been very accepting. My, my, when we first started dating, I think it was like two weeks into our relationship. My grandpa then met her and walked up to us and said, Hey, your grandma and I have been talking, and if you guys ever decide to get married, you have our blessing. Oh. And so, but I was like, wait a second, like I'm marriage already, crying. like yeah. two weeks. But um, yeah. no, everybody's been really accepting. She f- uh, like she feels like you know it's her family. They treat her like family, so it's it's been great. So treat her better than you now. Was that? Did she get the better treatment? Oh out yes, of you? they <laughs> love her. They love her, and I'm completely fine with it. So. <laughs> So yeah. the, I mean, the the reason why you know I kind of went into your personal life um, was because it just shows like another struggle, even though it was internal, yes. mm-hmm. that you had to sort of you know face on your own because you weren't able to talk to your family about your sexuality and going out at three a.m. I'm sure that that took a toll on your you know. I mean, definitely, it feels so like you're living a, a double life. A double life, yeah. and you, f- you feel like then you can't really talk about who you are because if you can't be honest about that then how can you be honest about everything else and so I felt like that's why I kind of grew up a little bit insecure because um not knowing if I was ever going to be accepted and so that led on to not feeling like I wasn't good enough and stuff like that or what are people going to think about me and that's one thing that I used to um they used to hold me back a little bit was like caring about people's opinions of course and just I want to say maybe about a month ago I stopped caring I stopped caring what was the trigger? What was the turning point? What was the catalyst? I, yeah. I, I what was did, the book? <laughs> I, well, I actually listened to a podcast that um, this woman talked about her business and how she would um, read people's reviews and it it would just, she would replay it in her mind over and over and it kind of drives you crazy a little bit. And so um, that's where I was like, you know what? Let me try this out. Let me not care about what people think. When I post on social media now, I don't care who looks or who likes my 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 stuff. Uh-huh. Like that's I just completely yeah, shut, <laughs> so I shut that out. Like I, I really don't care. I don't I don't care who's watching. If people are watching, great. If I get good feedback, great. Even if I get bad feedback, I'm I'm totally accepting to that. Um, because I definitely want to grow and I'm not perfect. But um, I stopped caring about what people think. Awesome. And that I think can be very powerful and can really help a lot of people just move forward with their lives. Yeah. And that's what holds people back a lot is caring about what other people think. Yeah, because I mean, like you're you're afraid of being <coughs> judged. You're afraid, like yes. you said, of not being accepted. Like yes. you're afraid of having that like social pressure on you. Mm-hmm. If if you knew that it was going to be okay, then you have no in inhibitions at all. Like you'll just do it. You, yeah. you, you just do the damn thing. I mean, perfect example was you guys. You know, you guys reached out to me and you're like, "Do you want to do this podcast?" And I was like. Yeah, I mean, I've never done that before. And <laughs> back then, I would have never done that. And that also led into <clears throat> last year, my friend, he was like, hey, you know, I just got this camera. Do you want to do a video? Like, I want to do like a lifestyle video. And I was like, I'm not a model. And I was like, okay, what are people going <laughs> to think about me? I'm not, not the fittest. I'm not like the greatest, you know. So um, maybe two, three years ago, I would have said no to him too. But then he made like, and he went to school with me. So we started bouncing ideas back and forth and I was like, you know what, let's go to downtown and let's do it on the, on the top of this garage and stuff like that. And so then he edited it so amazing. Yeah. And, um, I, from that then came uh, my other friend who went to school with me also. And she's like, Hey, like I'm, I have my own stoop, uh, my photography studio and I need more pictures in my portfolio. Do you want to do a free photo shoot? And I was like, me? Like, I'm not a model, you know? So like, two I don't... people reached so out to you. These people yeah. came out reaching to you and they build your confidence. And yes. you're like, they're like, do you want to do this photo shoot? And I was like, 
Why not? Okay, and so, so that's yeah. that's kind of been my like my mindset now. Like, why not? Like, why not do these things? And look what it's. I feel like now people are starting to notice me. Notice me. Not that I really care, but like more and more people are reaching out to me for different opportunities now yeah. because of it. So. The mindset. The mindset mm-hmm. completely like, yeah. changed. People look at my IG and they're like, wow, you have amazing pictures. And I was like, oh, I never really thought of myself to be somebody like to inspire other people. But that's eventually what I want to do is inspire others. What you put out, you get back. Yes. So. (laughs) Okay. So hit us with it. What is the Myra mindset? What? (laughs) Sorry, Eric. What? Yeah. (laughs) Sorry, Eric. I just totally bit that. But honestly, what is your mindset that drives your motivation, your success, your inspiration, and your consistency to follow up with yourself and hold yourself accountable? Mm -hmm. I really had to think about that. And that's really was creating my why. Why do, why do I want to do the things that I want to do? Why do I, why do I want to become successful? Why do I want to make more money? And a lot of it has to do with my family and, you know, being able to provide for my wife, because it's not just me anymore. Marriage takes it to another level. It's not like, oh, we're not going to make it. No, she's my wife and I'm committed to her. And also my family, like I would love, love, love to to take my family on a vacation and have it fully paid for on me mm-hmm. just so that I could say like, how do you, like, how do you thank your parents after, you know, raising you and, and, and paying for so many things? Like, how do you pay them back? And yeah. so uh, having a really strong reason why blocking out any negativity, if people do have um, critiques and stuff like that, I'm, I'm very open to it. Keeping an open mindset. That's definitely something that another thing that I've been, I've been, I thought I was open-minded but I really wasn't. I was actually kind of closed-minded, and I, I used to be a little bit judgmental. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna lie; I was a little bit judgmental. So now I don't. I don't judge people because you never know what they're what they're struggling with or, or anything like that. So, I that's how I kind of started changing and and really just pouring into myself. And I've always been very ambitious. Nice. And so, um, I think what really helps me out is reading and and. And just believing, you have to have belief. Because mm. even though people talk about saying like, oh, you know, you have to do affirmations and stuff like that. You know, you have to speak into existence. But nothing will ever come true unless you embody it. And you visualize yourself being there, being in that moment. Um, I actually went to an event this past weekend where we did a Tony Robbins uh, chant. And the entire room was, you know, screaming like, I am a leader, not a follower. You know, I can do this. And, and it was so powerful. And in that moment, I envisioned myself being the one on stage you know, inspiring all of these people and, you know, just motivating them because sometimes people need someone else to believe in them because sometimes you don't believe in yourself. And so True. when you have somebody that believes in you, it gives you confidence. It gives you that little little extra step like, hey, I can do this. And yeah. so, I mean, that's why a lot of people get personal training, right? Because you have somebody who's telling you like, hey, you can keep going, you can keep mm-hmm. going, you can keep going. And so that's... That's why people get mentors. <clears throat> that's why people... Yes. You know, but you have a support system. So if you have a small... Enough to back you up. Mm-hmm. But you definitely, it starts with belief and really believing in yourself. You have to have that belief. Mm. So. Belief. Mm-hmm. The title. That was, <laughs> that was, that was wonderful. <clears throat> have, you. You, have you ever thought about exploring the option of being a motivational speaker or like a... I do, and that's why um, I have been reading a lot. Um, I, and when I read, I read out loud because... It has definitely improved my speech, not only my speech, but my memory. Oh, reading, yeah, of, of course. Yeah, yeah, reading has improved my memory. And yes. so I used to actually lose my train of thought a lot. But um, I actually, I want to eventually, my end goal in life is to become a motivational coach. That's what I want to do. I, I th- can see that. I can definitely Oh, see thank that. you. I appreciate that. But that's yeah. my ultimate goal. I really like, I really care about people. And I feel like I want, I want to, not that, so people learn from failure, right? Right. But um, I feel like... More than I, anything. Yeah, yeah, people learn from failure. But um, I guess the people in my life, I want to... I don't want them to necessarily go through the struggles that I went through or like, or just letting them know it's okay. It's going to be okay. If they're going through something, you're always going to get out of that. And, and I always wake up... If I have a bad day, if I do have a bad day, I always wake up the next day like it's a new day. So... I don't think like, oh my gosh, tomorrow, like I'm going to be feeling like this again or again or again. So I wake up each and every day like it's a new day. So if it's a Wednesday, you don't bring anything from Tuesday with you? No. Good for you. Yeah, I don't. I leave my past in the past. 
I, I really do. Yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think that's something that I'm struggling <laughs> with is just like, you know, stowing your crap. Because <laughs> I just like you bring it with you, you carry yeah, it. Yeah, you know, like it's it's not um, it's, it's not like you know baggage per se, but it's like if I have a crap day at work on Tuesday, on Wednesday I can't just like arrive with like bagels in hand, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm I'm gonna arrive just like you know, uh, you know. Yeah. So I think I kind of learned that through um, at work. Uh, people would always tell me, um, "How do you separate your personal life and your work life?" And um, well, what I said to my boss, because there was, there was some things that my family was going through at the time. And I would say, hey, can I take this quick phone call? And my mom would be in tears. And so then I would come back and continue working. And so then my boss would ask, like, hey, well, what just happened? And then I would let her know. And she's like, how can you just come back and, <laughs> you and sure work? you're okay? <laughs> like, how can you just come back and, and work? I'm like, well, because if I don't, like, how can I, ha- how can I let those two worlds interfere? I, I can deal with it after. Mm-hmm. And that's what I would do. And I think that's how I learned to not bring past things into what I'm currently doing, if that makes yeah. any sense. Yeah. I so. mean, they're, they're, that's not like, you know, like completely ex- exclusive. If there's like an emergency, then obviously. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, okay, obviously. Yeah. Time. Obviously. Yeah, yeah. 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 I wouldn't just oh, yeah. get back on my laptop. <laughs> no. Can't talk now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. For sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But, um, um, before we wrap it up, any advice you want to, you want to give to the, the fans out there? Um, you know, listeners, we don't have fans. My mom is our biggest fan, so <laughs> all right. She doesn't That's need advice awesome. then. <laughs> is, is there anything you want to tell my mom right now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Joey's great. That's what I want to tell you. <laughs> Definitely want to hang out with you guys sometime. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, I think what I was uh, what I was saying earlier is is really believing yourself and not paying attention to what other people think about you, all the negativity out in this world, and really focusing on your end goal, how, creating a why and, and figure out the steps on how you're going to get there mm-hmm. and surround yourself with people who have already done it to minimize your mistakes. I like that. Nice. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> Would you be interested in coming back, you know, like maybe in a few months or so for like absolutely. a little progress checkup? Yes, how absolutely. Doing? I would love it. Awesome. I love doing this. This is awesome. awesome. <laughs> she's like, well, yeah. she's got it down too. She's like, you know, she's like Mike voice, just like it looks like it looks Honestly. like she's on a booth, like you so know, like it's yeah. radio. I have, really, <laughs> I have a really funny story. There was one time my boss, um, I think she thought she was getting a sales call, so she's like, I don't want to answer. I don't want to answer. Um, can you answer for me? And I was like, oh, what? Like, okay. So I answered, and I heard the guy wrong. So he he said he was uh, Peter from Data Connect, but when I answer the phone, I obviously try to have a, a professional voice, so uh-huh. my voice sounded a little sexy for some reason oh. and I was like oh hi Peter from Dirty Connect and then she was like oh. Dirty Connect and then so I was she was laughing so hard that I eventually hung up because I, I started laughing and I couldn't speak anymore and then she's like Dirty Connect who's calling from Dirty Connect and so then the person called back and they're like no it's Peter from Data Connect and she's like Mara where was your head I was like I don't know I heard you that was before the whole reading out loud thing <laughs> <laughs> yeah train of thought was like <laughs> well, it's it's been an absolute plug away. Pleasure. If they haven't yeah, followed you, plug, give us Instagram, your Instagram, Facebook, uh, whatever, you, whatever, YouTube. Uh, no, I really appreciate you guys. You know, giving me this opportunity. I think yeah. it's it's great. You guys are awesome. <laughs> um, my Instagram story is, I mean, not story. <laughs> my Instagram <laughs> name is uh, Myra M A Y R A underscore Alcraz A L C A R A Z. Hit me with a follow, and I'll try to follow you back. For sure, for sure. <laughs> She's got a lot of great content. Um, it's it's you know fitness. It's uh, in, in investing, it's graphic design, it's a lot of motivation things in Mexican her life story. Parties. So Mexican, Mexican, <laughs> Mexican parties. So um, yeah, if you're if, if you're just looking for some for some good content, you know, give her a follow. It's another one for, for the sure. community right there. Another one for the culture. The culture for the, <laughs> for the culture. culture. <laughs> you biting on everybody, dude. Yeah, and we're gonna have yeah. no other podcast friends. I'm now. Joey B. I'm just happy to be here. I'm just happy to be here. <laughs> With that being said, guys, screenshot this on your IG story. Tag us at Nothing Lose Podcast. Tag Joey. Tag me. Tag Myra. Let us know. Show some love. Let us know. And enjoy your day. This is a Thursday when it's going out. So happy Thursday. Peace. Peace. Bye. <laughs>